And when you sense a faint potentiality for happiness after such dark times, you must grab onto the ankles of that happiness and not let go until it drags you face first out of the dirt. This is not selfishness, but obligation. You were given life. It is your duty to find something beautiful within life no matter how slight. Hello and welcome to episode 249 of Under the Cull of MS. This is a normal Thursday episode. A little bit of comics, a little bit of MS, a little bit of whatever. Well, maybe a lot of comics. And right off the bat, we get phone ringing. Can't do one damn podcast without that phone ringing. But anyways, let's get on to some comics here. For starters, I checked out Crisis in Infinite Quarantine. Number one, I believe it's a one shot. Uh, I have been trying to... Well, not trying to. I've been considering reading a Cerebus comic for the longest time. Because they have so many Cerebus parodies, but I hate the character. I just don't like the the character, the way he looks and stuff. And the little bit of word bubbles I've seen on the outside of the comics for the character. But this one was really really annoying to read number one all the pages make you read the comic sideways and then all it is is scrapbooking i mean they basically took pictures real life pictures of art and historic times and stuff like that put them into the panels clipped them and then just put word balloons all over the panels uh, Cerebus himself is constantly the same character over and over, the same position. It's basically like they took a bunch of clip art and put it together in panels, added words to it, gave us a coronavirus time story about stocking up on toilet paper, hand sanitizer, Masking up, staying away from people, all that stuff. Your standard COVID crap. But thankfully, this completely sucked. (laughs) I really do not understand what people see in this character. What they're getting from this, these comics. They obviously have fans somewhere because they... Sell enough of them that they keep putting them out every month. There's always some type of Cerebus offerings. I know that in the newest catalog, they got some more, another one with the coronavirus stuff in it. But it was, this was so hard to get through. it, It took me a few days of just reading a few panels at a time few pages at a time and just to get through the damn thing but it's no that's 
<laughs> it's by AV or whatever. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> I don't. I am so happy I bought that one because I will probably never buy another Cerebus comic for the rest of my life. I don't care if they have him on the cover with me. <laughs> Just not buying the damn things. Uh, so that was a good choice to get it out of my system. Because they have a lot. He's got like the Howard the Duck crossover one. and I could have swore I checked out that one back in the day. But did not care for it. Uh, but still wanted to check one out anyways. A newer version. The next comic I'm going to talk about. We don't need to waste any more time on that one. Is Dark Ages. Now, this is number one. From Marvel Comics. Uh, I thought there was a little synopsis in here, but I guess not. Well, actually, I can give you the thing in the back. It has been years since the age of technology ended in a single moment. Like a switch had been flicked to off for an entire planet. Now, Earth's heroes attempt to bring humanity together in the darkness. X-Men and Avengers, vigilantes and villains, all working together to create something better. But something darker than the night is descending on the world. Our post-apocalyptic world is about to face apocalypse. Yeah, in here you get a variety of characters just hanging out, getting together against Peter Peter Sparker. (laughs) Peter Parker. Uh, MJ, Luke Cage, uh, Jess, Jessica, (laughs) Uh, they're just hanging out doing things and all of a sudden spider senses go off like crazy. MJ and Spider Peter Parker's daughters. I hear she's the cutest little thing. You see this little redhead just bawling her eyes out. You feel bad for her, but. Yeah, she's got the spider senses too, so she's feeling it along with Spider Gwen. And we get to see uh, a Devil Dinosaur becomes involved in the story. I can't think of the girl that controls Devil Dinosaur. I know, I care more about the animal characters than the humans. <laughs> so. Uh, but then, yeah, we find out that there's some entity in the middle of the earth that was put there and asleep for a long time. All of a sudden, something happens that awakes this being and things start happening all over our planet. It's Fantastic Four comes in. They start doing stuff. And... I just don't want to give much away, but Moon Girl and the Fantastics Four's daughter, uh, Reed and Sue's daughter, Avail, I believe it is. They're like, hey, shut up and pay attention to us. We're trying to tell you something. Finally, they get some rumbling going on on the planet, and then they start to, they're like, what's up? And 
then they finally start paying attention. But we get the story of what's going on, how this character got in the center of the earth. We get to see a lot of other characters popping in throughout this. Um, Black Panther and stuff. The Protector. Or the Watcher and stuff. Doctor Strange. Just a variety of characters come through here. And this is a... I debated on getting into this one, and I was going back and forth. And I'm really glad I did. I was happy I picked it up. It ended up being catchy, interesting, pulling me in. I hope it's not going to be a really long run. I'm hoping they can keep this under... I'd like to see six episodes issues, but hopefully at least under 12. 12 or less, they'll stick to, but we'll have to see. And then, for some fun, we checked out Lester, Lester of the Lesser Gods. <laughs> Basically, imagine that Thor comes to Earth, finds the nastiest hole he can get his hands on. <laughs> Uh, spends the night of frolicking fun with her and just so happens to impregnate her. And she uh, gives birth to this fat, goofy, cosplay-type character that's obsessed with his background and... Some things happen where some demons get brought to Earth and or awoken on Earth or whatever. And I'm not going to give the basics of all that stuff away, but he is like, okay, I got to go. This is my duty. This is my job. I have to. My life's goal is to be like a. Like a god type character and uh, a son of a god type character, and to defend the earth realm and whatever he has to from any entities that come across. He's got some goofy character that's trying to use him for some stuff, and during that is when. All of a sudden, you hear all these noises and flames and eruptions start happening. And all of a sudden, these demons spawn just appear on Earth, and he just goes berserker and does what he thinks he's supposed to do. And we get to see some more with his father and his mother and the storyline and what's going on. But yeah, it's just. Imagine a fat, naked, pretty much naked. He's running around in his uh, tidy, tidy blackies <laughs> and carrying a big axe and has a little Thor helmet, a couple leather chaps type things over his feet and shoes. And other than that, he's just running around pretty much naked, from the neck down, the rest of the body. Other than that, 
and just goes running around, no worries, feels it's his duty, his destiny, and just starts slaughtering the demons and dealing with the apocalypse and what's going on. So it was fun, a fun little uh, Greek mythological type goof on some characters and it says to be continued at the end this i believe was a one shot so i'm assuming they're going to go into a storyline with this one i'll definitely stick with it they they got me in on this one it was fun (laughs) it wasn't it could have been a little better but it was it was good for what it was definitely Enjoyable if you like the goofy. And then we got Red Sonia number one from Dynamite. Oh, by the way, that, that, let's do the, uh, I don't have, have it right now. Okay. Red Sonia by Dynamite number one. Now, oh, Prince of Red Sonia, Warrior Woman out of Majestic, Hike Hercania. Forced to flee her homeland, and because she spurned the advances of a king and slew him instead, she rode west across the Tyrrhenian steppes, steeps, steps, <laughs> and into the shadowed mist of legendary hyper- Hyperborea. Hyperborea. But she gets to this village that's totally destroyed. A young girl comes out to her, calling her mother, and she takes the girl to help the girl, and some characters with like a third eye on their forehead attack her. They want to take the girl, and so she deals with them. And they go on to some other places in search of the girl's mother, even though the girl still thinks Red Sonia is her mother. And they have to deal with a bunch of battles that are going on. The girl has some type of interesting powers that were... We get to see a little bit in here, but we're going to see more... A big jump in the second one issue, I believe. The way this one is going. And we're going to learn a lot more about this young girl. Who she is. What her bloodline is. And all that stuff. But, yeah. Red Sonia by Merca Andolfo. If you like that style character. The barbarian type female character. I got into it some side stories that I was reading with her in it not long ago and really enjoyed them. This is a good story the way it looks, but it's not my cup of tea. So I'm going to go with issue two, maybe issue three. Hopefully it will be end part of a story arc and get on with their story after that. And I can drop out by like to at least complete part of a story, something that gives you some, some concept of what's going on so that way I can stop reading it and then in the future if I reread it and it pulls me in I can go out and get the rest of them but yeah for now 
I'm just going to get another issue or two of that. And then, and it, unless something big happens, that pulls me in even deeper. Then we got Sinister War number four by Marvel Comics. This is still going strong. It's still a lot of fun. But basically, Peter Parker was supposed to be enjoying his girlfriend Mary Jane's new movie premiere. But is instead on the run from six sinister sixes. The demonic kindred has brought 36 villains together. Many of whom have almost killed Spider-Man on their own. And offered them a choice. Kill Spider-Man or enjoy an eternity in hell. It hasn't gone well for Spider-Man. He's only still alive because one of the villains, Boomerang did the unpredictable, very boomerang, and caused a distraction that gave Spidey a running start. And since then, Spidey's been running for his life and fighting and running and fighting and running. He's all beaten and bruised and all spiderwebbed up. He's covering his chest, broken ribs and all that probably. Uh Throughout this, we get some more of the characters popping in. Actually, you get to see quite a few of the characters in these panels now that we got the majority of them all introduced and attacking Spider-Man. Now we see some things with Doc Ock and stuff in here there. Interesting going on and... Basically, I can't ruin any of this stuff because we're getting towards the end. I uh, I thought this was a four-issue run, but apparently, or actually, yeah, I think I think this was the end of it. This book. I don't think there is any more after this. And then, if you want to continue on with the story, you got to jump into Amazing Spider-Man number 73 to keep going on with it, which I'd love to do. But I haven't been on uh, any of the Spider-Man runs right now, and I know damn well if I get into that, then it's going to also be crossing over with Peter Parker's Spider-Man and the regular Spider-Man and some other side stories, and that's just going to drive me insane. I was really hoping this was going to have some completion to it. It didn't. So since I'm pretty sure this is the last issue, you're going to have to jump onto that Amazing Spider-Man run to even get any further uh, conceptualization from it. But uh, for me, that was a very fun storyline for a Spider-Man arc. Excuse me. <clears> throat's drying up and crackling but I uh, wanted more completion with that story that's why I jumped on it hoping it would basically be a short run completed uh, offshoot but of course they gotta blend it into the regular runs that are ongoing and so get that if you like the Spidey group and you like all the Sinister Six, Six stuff and pretty much having all the, the majority of the Spidey villains, 
attacking Spidey at all on time. That's something we've been waiting for for a while. And it was very, very enjoyable how, how they did that. And then we're jumping over to Spawn number 321 from Image Comics. The stories, this whole storyline, this whole Spawn run and all the offshoots are, I'm. this is one that I am in. I am into full bore. I'm stuck in this. And uh, they're going to have to do something real shitty to pull me out of it. And my main reason for st- sticking around with this and jumping into Gunslinger, the Medieval Spawn, the, all the different King Spawn, the Spawn's universe, all the different little side stories is because the majority of them are under two bucks. And this is granted that's when you buy, pre-buy them. And they're going to be like two something, if, two to three dollars if you buy them off the rack. But, uh, Except for the thick run, thick one, special issues like Swan's Universe, I believe it was like a $5 comic and stuff. But in this one, you get to see Spawn working with his a sidekick that he has, helping him out, doing all the computer work and all that type of stuff. Uh, you get to see him with a female character. You get to see some more of that storyline going on, what those two characters are doing to help Spawn out. We get a little medieval spawn story in here, which I know damn well. Seeing that means we're gonna now that we have gunslinger spawn being the next run that's starting up. I have a feeling we're gonna have the medieval spawn starting up probably around the new year. But spawn comes across one character, basically a bad guy that spawn gets some information from and tortures and stuff and we find out that this character has some hidden things in his life that he's dealing with and Spawn has to deal with those issues and what's going on and it gives him some flashbacks into his miss his long lost wife that basically lost before he got his powers and all that stuff um but throughout this, it's mostly more introductions in the and this one pretty much focuses mainly on the meta evil spawn male bogey character. Uh, so it's you're not really getting much other character introduction in, into it, but then in the back, it's got a little secret history of Medieval Spawn, which is cool. Gives you a little, little background to him if you don't know anything about it. But yeah, I'm really enjoying this. And this one, I ended up getting two copies. One that I pre-ordered and one that at the shop, a shop, local shop that I go to. Not... In, knowing that I had it coming pre-ordered when I grabbed it. But thankfully, at least, I got two, two different covers, so I'm not stuck with the same covers. Uh, and then we checked out Suicide Jockeys. And this one, I don't really care for the covers. They don't really pull me in. But I like the storyline. But here's 
dictionary descriptions of suicide jockey. Uh, it's a noun slang US uh, the descriptions number one is a poor usually drunk almost certainly mentally ill sucker who fights monsters robots aliens and anything else that ails us from the cockpit of a heav heavily armed and armored vehicle. The closest thing this sad monster ridden world has to a superhero. The closest thing part is the second descri dictionary description of what a suicide jockey is. But uh, in this story, we get to see a big metal mecha type figure attacking a village, attacking some other entities and we get introduced to suicide jockeys all the different characters and they form together and make this big ship get this ship and they use the ship to attack the big robot thing we get introduced to the head jockey in here and get to see his uh Drunken, low-life attitude that he has throughout his life. I believe his name is Denver. But he lost someone and just turned into a major drunk. And you see him at conventions and stuff with his pants down, holding the bottle on the stage or the microphone in hand. You see him telling off his fanboys and some other characters that were part of his posse back in the day. We get to see their, their, their confrontations between each other and stuff. And then a character comes to Denver and offers him to set him up, pay off his debt, set him up, take care of him for life. Just he has to come and help him with something that's going to deal with time travel and stuff, which that pulls me away from the story because I hate time travel. But so far, I like the characters in this. So uh, thankfully, they started out with that with instead of starting out with the time travel part because I want to see what creatures and monsters and stuff that he's going to have to deal with in the future and see what happens with it. So I'm going check to check out more of that down the line. And then, I don't know why I ordered this one. Well, I kind of do after reading the story, but Techno Freak Number One by American Mythology Productions. It's Techno Freak for the love of Loretta. Welcome to the very first issue of Techno Freak, an exciting new comic book from the UK. That's right, the country that brought you Mary Poppins. James Bond and Harry Potter now brings you John Sherlock, the last of the techno freaks, along with his talking robot cat, Maurice. Things will never be the same again. You get to meet this character, and, and you basically meet the cat first. Cat gives you, cat keeps talking, giving you basically what's 
keeping you up to date on what's going on. And then you got this techno freak character that's with the cat. He lost his girlfriend to some other guy. And then that guy comes to find him to help look for his ex-girlfriend. And the guy who's with her right now is just a big brute and just goes running into danger constantly instead of thinking about what he's doing while the techno freak guy is trying to tell him, to, hey, let's settle down, let's think about this, let's do this right. But, uh, yeah, John Sherlock. I like the John Sherlock character. I like Maurice the Cat. They're both fun. It's an enjoyable story to listen to these. Two bannering back and forth. I don't want to give away what happens with Loretta because there's lots of stuff that happens that makes the story fun and interesting. But I'm going to stick with this one, too. This one can keep going as far as I'm concerned. Uh, And then, before I run out of time here, Yusaji Yojimbo, The Dragon Bell Conspiracy by IDW Comics. This one's Staying strong, good, solid story. I'm looking forward to this one. I believe it's going to be finishing up with six issues. Uh, But yeah, Yusaji is saving a girl who who has been kidnapped. And he's also got to defend a master and help him find out what's going on. While another group of characters are trying to wipe out their master. But I'm running out of time, so I will get back to you. With some more stuff in a bit. Okay. Ran out of time there, so I had to cut that off pretty quick. But yeah, you saw the Yojimbo, the Dragon uh, Dragon Bell Conspiracy is still going good. Like I said, I think it's a six-issue run. So we're on issue three. We'll finish that run out. But yeah, he's basically helping a girl that's been kidnapped that's trying to find out stuff to get information to save her master. And he's working with an evil master just to pretend so he can get into their compound and save her. And then you see what happens when you read the story. But let's get some MS stuff. Well, for starters, no kitty, bad kitty. That's my Popeye kitty. Ma, Kitty's being a dildo. I know a certain KK that sleep with mommy at night. <laughs> uh, I'm just, <laughs> I got my teeth in. <laughs> I finally picked up my teeth this week and I just, I'm not happy. <laughs> as soon as I close my mouth, it pushes down on the right side, pushes up on the left side of the teeth. So they're moving around. I can't get nothing to secure them in my mouth. Uh, I won't know until I listen to the playback, but I can hear myself struggling to talk because I have to have my tongue curled up because the damn teeth take up so much of the room in your mouth. So it's going to affect my speech and stuff because of that. And uh, I'll try it for a couple weeks, see how it goes. See if I can get it to work. See if I can get... And they said, don't come back for a couple of weeks for any adjustments. It's like, right away, they put it in my mouth and the thing just totally rocked and popped. And they had to grind it down multiple times. And they never got to where it needed to be. And that's why it pisses me off. Because 
when I went in, I'm like, just pull my teeth, let the gums heal, and then make the cast and stuff. And I just kept being told that, no, we put a temporary denture in. You'll get new dentures down the road. And they just going to put this in for now and get your gums used to something. And so I tried it and couldn't make it work. And then I had a bunch of areas that were hitting. Felt like broken teeth segments and stuff because you'll have floating bone and tooth fragments inside your skin that will gradually push out. And I had six points, one on each corner on the outsides and two in the front, two in the back. They kept hitting and hurting. They didn't want, want me to come in yet when I came to see them that first week. And they didn't do nothing about it. And they just came, had me come and check for a dry socket. But uh, I can't remember the old saying that I did. I was just thinking about that, too. It's like silly Shelly sells seashells down by the seashore. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. It's just constantly feels like my cunt, cunt. <laughs> like my tongue is just folded up and I just, it's crazy. It's driving me nuts. But yeah. They wouldn't fix anything back then, so I just gave up dealing with teeth because that just pissed me off. And then I could not stand it. I tried it multiple times after that. It's constantly irritating and not sitting right. And anytime I breathed or spit or drank or whatever, they'd constantly float around. I, there was no trying to eat anything with them in because they just instantly fell around in the mouth, fumbled around and got stuff underneath them or behind them or whatever you bite something it sticks to it and pulls it right off your gums just it was keep your teeth kids <laughs> protect those damn things as much as possible but uh yeah i just would have liked to have had a company that listened to you <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned the name of the company that I did this with, but it's named after a ski resort, I I recall. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just got to ride this out and see what happens. We'll see how I sound and see how I adjust to it. Hopefully it'll go better than I expect, but it's the same as with my uppers. Basically, the dentures rocked and flipped and or popped, and you couldn't bite on one side of your mouth because it would just pop out the other side. And, or you sneeze and your teeth go flying out. Or <laughs> but I tried the strips. I couldn't get them to work and secure themselves. Yesterday, today, I'm using a adhesive, which... This new adhesive I bought is a super strong polydent, gripping one with some cushion comfort. It seems to be holding better than other ones I tried in the past, but with it constantly pushing down on the right side and pulling up on the left side, it's basically taking that uh, graph, gripping ability away from it. So makes it pretty much useless. I've not tried to eat yet today with it in. 
I'll try that after after I take my pill, my Maven Cloud at noon. And then I'll try and see if I can eat with it. And that's pretty much when I gave up yesterday. It was after my Maven Cloud. I had some lunch and dentures are all over the place. I'm like, screw this. And just threw them back in their jar for the rest of the day. It's like, I figured if I get at least four hours a day with them. For the first week, and then I'll try and keep them in longer after that, or sooner if they can hold that long, don't fall apart. Because once they fall apart, and the goop you got to clean off, and then regoop it again, or put a new strip in, I'm not gonna do that. Once they come out, they come out. I'm done with them for the day at that point, and then just try again the next day. And of course, you put them in this morning, and severe pain in that one front right side area it feels like there's some big chunk of bone loose in there and it's all bruised inside the gum and i actually got a bruise deep bruise feeling on the right side where there's an extraction and on the left side back where there's an extraction but that doesn't get acknowledged in any way shape or form you tell them and it's like all right we'll grind a little here grind a little there does that feel better Better than last time. Okay, we're good to go then. <laughs> There's your teeth. See ya. <laughs> and by the way, we're still not going to give you a refund for the overpayment you made with cash. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, and then I ask about the next better dentures, and that would have been another $700 or $800 to get those done, which are lights, which are thinner. And would, help out a lot as far as the curled up tongue stuff. But there's no way in hell I'm forking out another $700 to do that. I'm just going to save, save and wait and see how much the permanent dentures are and get those drilled into my skull and down the road, hopefully within the next five years. But And some of the prices I've seen for that are like 1700 bucks for permanent dentures at this new dental place that's being built in the town that I go to. And it's like 1700 bucks for complete permanent dentures. I just paid two grand for a shitty bottom plate. <laughs> it's like having a couple teeth pulled. It's like, what the hell? But yeah. So I've been ranting online enough about my teeth. Let's look into some herbal options, vitamins, and supplements that we can use for our multiple sclerosis. Uh, there are many symptoms of multiple sclerosis. Symptoms tend to become more severe as the disease progresses, like vision problems, weakness, memory problems, balance and coordination, variety of sensations in a limb, like prickling, stinging, tingling, stabbing, numbness, Cuts. That's another thing I know I'm constantly jumping around today, but uh, I went off. I contacted my PCP and told her about the nausea, the pukiness, the pain levels increased, the uh, constipation for three days at a crack. Uh, 
I can't think. I, I know there's other other things, uh, issues I was dealing with. I told her that I've been dealing with all those things for the past four or five weeks. And that I started, I went from the 7 milligram to the 14 milligram ribelsis. And I'm not diabetic, so it makes me nauseous having it in my system, whereas my wife takes it and she's fine. Uh, but I just would get be sick 24-7. It's like, this is just nasty. I can't take this anymore. I'm trying to go through these two weeks of this Mavenclad chemotype pill wiping out my system. I don't need this other stuff, too. And she's like, yeah, let's just stop it. You can stop cold turkey. You don't have to wean off it or nothing. So I stopped it uh, yesterday. I think yesterday or the day before. was Yeah, yesterday was my first day without it. Didn't have the pukiness. Had a little bit of nausea still. And, uh, but then this morning I had a normal bowel movement. Well, not normal. It was like I was getting a lot of shit out of my system that's been stuck in there for <laughs> a while. <laughs> and I got myself, uh, the pukiness was gone. And, oh yeah, the burping eggs thing. I still burped a lot yesterday, but I did not have the egg burps, which was nice. Um, this morning I had a little bit of an eggy burp. But other than that, it's been fine. The nauseousness, I have not noticed. I also haven't taken my Maven Cloud pills yet today, so we'll see what happens this afternoon. But today, it almost feels like the nauseousness is finally gone after five weeks. <coughs> Excuse me. And then, uh, pukey. It's been two days since I had the pukiness. Uh, Yeah, normal bowel movement today for once, but <laughs> it's just, yeah, everything's been getting better since I went off that damn ribelsis, which was a great thought, a great idea to try, but I don't think if you're not diabetic, it's just going to mess with your system. But, but yeah, some herbs and supplements and Alternative therapies you got to watch out for because they can cause drug interactions, adverse health conditions, medical complications, and stuff when used incorrectly or overdoing them or stuff like that. Some of these you have to watch and only take a few weeks a year, not regularly. You don't want to get on all these things regularly and all of a sudden you're having complications with them. But Ashwagandha. Ayurvedic Vedic herb is also known as Withania, Samnifera, Indian ginseng, and Asanya, Asana. Its berries, roots, and extracts are sometimes used for chronic pain, fatigue, inflammation, stress, and anxiety. Kayawana Prash, Kayawan Prash is an herbal tonic commonly used in Ayurvedic medicine. Early animal studies indicate that it may protect cognitive function by aiding memory. 
Goro Cola. Goro Cola is a popular tr- traditional medicine in Chinese and Ayurvedic history. It can lengthen life and improve, improve symptoms of eye diseases, swelling, inflammation, skin conditions, and fatigue. Ginkgo biloba is effective for improving thinking and memory difficulties, relieving leg pain and overactive nerve responses, affecting eye and vision problems, reducing dizziness and vertigo. Haomaran, Chinese hemp seed, uh, can help with soothing problems of the nervous system. Uh, reduce spasticity, neurodegeneration, and inflammation. Myrrh, M-Y-R-R-H. Uh, it's been treasured for its aroma and use in ritual religious ceremonies. And it's been used for its medicinal properties. It's believed to have antiseptic abilities and the power to treat diabetes, circulation problems, and rheumatism. Agrimony, which can help with antiviral, antioxidative, anti-inflammatory, and metabolism-boosting properties. Bilberry leaf, Uh, has the potential to improve vision, reduce inflammation, and protect cognitive function. Catnip, which still cracks me up. I never even thought about that type of stuff, but some people have used it for pain management, but it can, may actually make fatigue worse and multiply the uh, effects of other medications, sedative style medications. So be careful with that. Chamomile, uh, been used typically topically and orally for skin conditions, sleeplessness or anxiety, stomach upset, gas or diarrhea. I feel like I might've read this stuff before. <laughs> But it's good to know, so we'll go over it again. Dandelion root and leaf uh, has antioxidant and anti-inflammatory effects. Elderflower, also known as European elder, Sambucus nigra, or elderberry, has been used for skin conditions, infections, colds, Fevers, pain, and swelling. Cramp bark has, has antioxidants and anti-cancer effects. Ginger has been using, used for stomach problems. Nausea, joint and muscle pain, and diarrhea. Ginseng, there's several varieties. Pick the ones that work best for you, but can help with fatigue, stimulate the nervous system. Hawthorn berry 
It has anti-tumor and anti-inflammatory properties. Licorice root and licorice uh, has been used to treat viral conditions, stomach ulcers, throat problems, has neuro reduced inflammation and neuroprotective effects. Milk, th- milk thistle is great for liver inflammation and health, may modulate the immune system. Peppermint has been used to promote digestive health, treat muscle and nerve pain, relieve headaches, ease nausea or stress. Schizandra berry has been used as antiseptic, anti-inflammatory, neuroprotective abilities. St. John's wort may help with depression and inflammation, promote healing and health of nerves. It can interact with a wide variety of medications, so check with your healthcare provider on that. Turmeric has neuroprotective effects, shows promise for the alleviation of MS symptoms. Valerian uh, may help with sleep disorders, also used for anxiety and depression. Vitamin A is used for vision health, reproductive health, immune system health. Vitamin B1, thiamine. You can get this from nuts, seeds, legumes, whole grains, eggs, lean meats. It's critical for proper brain function and essential for healthy metabolism and nerve, muscle, and heart function. Vitamin B6 uh, It's good for autoimmune disorders and deficiency of it can be associated with abnormal brain function, depression, confusion, and kidney problems. Vitamin B12 is important for proper function of nerve cells, red blood cells, the brain, and many other body parts. Deficiencies lead to weakness, weight loss, numbness and tingling in hands and feet, balance problems, confusion, memory problems, even nerve nerve damage. Vitamin C. Uh... Deficiencies can cause depression, tooth loss, fatigue, joint pain, and death. It's an antioxidant. Uh, Vitamin D, which you can obtain from sun exposure, fatty fish, and fortified foods and drinks, is essential for bone, muscle, nerve, and immune system health. Vitamin E is essential for immune system health and preventing blood clots. I've recently been told it can help with like cirrhosis of liver issues and stuff like that. Help with liver problems. Bee pollen or venom 
has been used for treatment of conditions with venom of bee stings called apotherapy. They don't have enough studies done on that yet, which drives me nuts because I know people that did the bee therapy many years ago and it's like you're just killing all these bees off, just testing this shit to this day and you still don't have enough information on it. Let's just take that off the list. (laughs) But it appears to have antioxidant and antimicrobial abilities according to a 2013 study and that's like we've been studying that for quite a few years and killing off quite a few bees apparently to do it calcium is crucial for the body's health and proper function Uh, it can play an important role in bone health cardiovascular health and cancer risks cranberry has been used to fend off urinary, tra- urinary tract infections. Uh, and it's high in antioxidants. DHA is an omega-3 fatty acid, which can uh, which you can get from vegetable oils, fatty fish, omega-3 dietary supplements. And it's essential for blood flow. Muscle activity, digestion, cell growth, and brain function. Fish or cod liver oil. Uh, It's not as helpful as regular fish, but can give you the same effects of the omega-3s. Magnesium. Deficiency can cause weakness, fatigue, tingling, cramps, seizures, muscle contractions, numbness, or personality changes. And is beneficial for preventing a deficiency that could aggravate symptoms of MS. Mineral oil is used for laxative purposes shouldn't be done for long-term relief multi-mineral and multivitamin supplements may help prevent brain inflammation neurogenerative problems fatigue and cognitive problems and other health problems omega-3 and omega-6 essential fatty acids are good for your cardiovascular system and brain health Polyunsaturated fatty acids uh, aren't studied enough yet, but they can help with treating some MS issues. Probiotics are helpful to the body, keeping your body intact with good bacteria that we need. Uh, selenium can help with eye health, immune system health, and a variety of chronic health conditions. Soy lecithin, found in soybeans, 
can be helpful with treating some MS symptoms and better heart and brain health. Zinc is used to boost the immune system, treat a variety of eye problems, address skin conditions, protect against viruses and neurogenerative conditions. Basically, try out different things, see how they work for you. And I think what I'm going to do is just leave it at that for a day. I'll end it end it with a little oddball information from the past. We got the average human sheds more than 100 pounds of skin in their lifetime. It's a lot of a lot of skin. Uh, in 1984, a Canadian farmer rented ad space on his cows. <laughs> it's like putting advertisements on the side of cows when they're driving by. It's a great idea. And like I said, we had a family member that did work for a printing company. I'm like, well, why don't we sit there and go to all the farmers local farmers that are on a highway, a major highway or any near it. And they always take those hay bales and they'll put those bales in those big white condom like covers and they'll make a row of them. It's like, why don't we sell advertising on the side of those bale, uh, bale tubes. And it's advertising right there on the side of the highway without paying for a billboard. And it's perfect spaces because you, you notice these things everywhere when you're driving around the countryside and stuff. And I, I always thought that was a great idea. So there you go. If you take that idea from me, don't forget to give me my 15% or whatever. for giving you the concept. But <laughs> every person has a unique tongue print, which I've never heard of before. I thought just our fingerprints were unique. And let's go. Sigmund Freud has a morbid fear of ferns. And Thomas Edison was afraid of the dark. <laughs> Two big characters of our past. You get to find out little things about them. And the last ones here. Lipstick used to and may still contain fish scales. And hypnotism is banned by public schools in San Diego. <laughs> that's it for today. Be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Kick the shit out of the monster. Check out Crimson Cull Comic Club. Check out Under the Cull. Keep following Under Cull of MMS. Like us, review us, send us some question comics, whatever. And we'll get back to you uh, again sometime soon. Be good.